eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Brian. Uh, I got to jump in really quickly and remind everybody here about our wonderful partner at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I keep telling you guys, If you are fans of wings, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, those are the days that you need to go to Boomer Jacks. Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they've got deals for you every other day of the week. they got drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer you're going to find in the Metroplex or anywhere else. Wall-to-wall TVs, and I don't don't say that as some sort of exaggeration, like, oh, wall-to-wall TVs. That's not a simile. It literally is TVs that basically cover every space of the walls at Boomer Jacks. There's also live music, great TVs that you can catch any game, any sport that you're looking for uh, there at Boomer Jacks. Uh, there's 17 DFW locations, so you can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian. So uh, I was reading through uh, the internet, just making some uh, couple scans across Cowboys news, and uh, I came across an article from David Hellman, uh, your, your old buddy there at dallascowboys.com, the man who you showed the way. And he had an, uh, an article up about the Cowboys X factors heading into this season. So he made a point to say, look, we're not talking about the best or most impactful players. So Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, those guys would not be X factors. These are more like pivot points, guys of like, hey, this is a really critical area uh, where, where somebody can make an impact or the season can turn based off of them playing better or worse. Uh, before we jump into some of the names on his list, uh, who are some of the guys that you feel like stand out as those types of players for the Cowboys heading into this year? Well, we I was on this morning with the Cowboys break, and Derek Eagleton, Nick Eatman, and Amber Garcia and I were breaking down the – we're going through kind of breaking down the positions. And the positions that we were breaking down today happened to be wide receiver and then also the tight ends. And, you know, they and Derek presented an interesting question, were the Cowboys better off now – Without Dalton Schultz, you know, were they better? Are they better now, or were they better then? And you know, and we started talking about you know the, the addition of of Luke Schoonmaker and what he could do. That could be a pivot point right there uh, for me. Uh, I, I even offered it as a possibility. I think the pivot points last year. If you look at the numbers, uh, and if you believe in analytics and things like that, you know what numbers tell the story for a lot of people is that Michael Gallup's numbers were very similar to Noah Brown's numbers. They can't have that happen this year. That that absolutely, you know, cannot have that happen. You know, and we just talked about Jalen Tolbert. They can't have 
Michael Gallup have another year where he is just, you know, his numbers are very similar to Noah Brown. Noah Brown won you the Cincinnati game. We talked about that a bunch. But they, 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 Michael Gallup needs to be, he doesn't need to be Noah Brown. He needs to be closer to what CeeDee Lamb is instead of being what Noah Brown is. And it'll be interesting to see what the thing with him and Cooks, the, the, the pivot points though for me, you know, when you, when you look is, is Mozzie Smith good enough to start? Will Mozzie Smith be a guy that's good enough? Can he, can he hold that position? Who will be, will there be a linebacker that com- that competes with Clark? For the uh, you know for the uh, the starting spot at linebacker, what's going to happen at nickel corner? Is that is, is is Jordan Lewis good enough? Is he healthy enough coming back? Uh, you know, with can he compete with uh, with with uh, with Bland, uh, or is Bland going to be so good that he might be better than Gilmore? You know, is is that a situation where all of a sudden you know that, that hey we you know as much as we all like Gilmore and cheer for Gilmore and or not cheer, but, you know, say, oh, wow, this guy you know, is an outstanding player. Maybe Bland is that much better. You know, so, I, I mean, there are so many points, I think, on this, on this roster. I, I know going back and thinking about, again, circling back about the tight ends, you know, the number of tight ends you keep. Does the, do the Cowboys, does the fullback play into this? Are they only allowed to going to be able to keep a certain number of tight ends because they're interested in keeping a fullback? Or does that affect the number at the running back? I know I covered a lot of ground. I mean, I just went through. I mean, there's so many spots where, you know, one or two players really showing well in training camp could make the difference in them, like making the sink look completely different. What if Farniak looks really good at left guard? What, what if that's the yeah. what if that's the case? What if all of a sudden it's he's in training camp and we're like, man, Matt Farniak does not need to come out of this lineup. You know, we're, we're not, I, I know me personally, I haven't penciled him in as the starter, but man, they're giving him the first cracks at these things right now. Yeah. And he's somebody that they like a lot because of the flexibility to play both sides. Um, the, the fact that he can play all five positions, um, the athleticism, the different things that he can do. They do think really highly of Matt Farniak. And so he's somebody who could be involved for sure. Uh, these are some of the names that David Hellman threw out there, his five X factor type of players heading into the season. The first one, and this is somebody I think you've mentioned a lot as somebody who could have a big step up. Um, Sam Williams. To grow. It's Sam Williams, yeah. uh, second year edge rusher, who, man, there was a lot to really like about him last year at times. And then there were other times where it's like, you know, you, you need to have a little more self control, a little self discipline, and, and not get yourself and your team in some bad positions. Uh, but Sam Williams is somebody certainly who I think we would both agree has the potential, not necessarily that he'll reach it but he has the potential to be a double-digit sack type of player. Yeah, I think if you look at Sam Williams and what he's done, and Nick Eatman brought this up on our on the on Cowboys break, I think it was last week he said this. He goes, find me a player in the league that, that, had, that led their team in tackles for loss and played uh, only like 15% of the snaps or something like that. It was some – crazy number where you know he he for the opportunities that he got he was super super productive so sam sam williams absolutely sam williams kind of fits into if you're doing radio like we do sam williams is the guy that you always talk about as the breakout player you know sam williams it uh you know it last couple of years it 
it could have been Dorrance Armstrong or people like that. But I think Sam Williams is one of those guys that everybody's kind of pointing to as the guy that could be the potential starter opposite Tank, uh, Tank Lawrence. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, One of the names that you briefly touched on that David has included here on his list, the next player is Stefan Gilmore, who turns 33 at the start of the season. And he's somebody who's still got a lot left in the tank, I think. I mean, he's not he's not the defensive player of the year type of player that he was once upon a time, but he's still very, very good. Uh, and somebody that I think, uh, you know, Cowboys fans should feel really good about, about being a stable point at corner for them this season. Um, but sh- sure, I mean, if if you get the best of Stefan Gilmore or if he shows he's a step slower, that definitely could help swing your season a certain way. No, it, it could absolutely. And that's why I mentioned the guys like like Bland and Lewis and guys like that. If if all of a sudden you get to training camp and and Stefan Gilmore is not, you know, not up to your standards of how you need for him to play, uh, then at least you've got some options there. You know, and, and that's why I think, you know, with Bland, Lewis, guys like that. I'm not going to sit there and go with, uh, you know, with Jordan, uh, with, excuse me, with uh, Kelvin Joseph because, you know, I think the Kelvin Joseph probably, he, I don't think Kelvin Joseph helps you at corner anymore. I think Kelvin Joseph is about to be a guy that's trying to make this team as a safety. Next name here, and it's uh, probably the biggest, most obvious name, I feel like, uh, and it's, it's the one that kind of led uh, David's headline here, but Michael Gallup. Uh, if, if the Cowboys get the guy they believe they paid for, that is a huge boost for them. If they get the guy who looked honestly a little timid last year and somebody who was not trusting uh, the the recovery, his physical recovery, then that could be a, a problem for them. I know you talked about him leading into it. The next name here, offensive tackle Tyron Smith. Uh, and this is one that that's the biggest question, I think, on this football team in terms of what the personnel is going to look like is what exactly is Tyron Smith going to be doing and how does it impact everybody else? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, they really didn't show their hand in that uh, practice we got to watch last week. Tyron Smith, he, he did play right tackle, kind of felt like that he was going to play left tackle, really didn't practice all that much. Team went away while they were doing special team stuff. I know, Bobby, I had to leave the facility. You were there watching it still seemed like that he just got limited, you know, limited work. He was stepping in for Steele. Steele was out there, but he wasn't practicing. I think they're going to be very mindful of Steele's situation. But yeah, it, you know, which is is Tyron Smith going to play left tackle and uh, Tyler Smith play left guard, or are they going to put Tyron Smith at right tackle until Terrence Steele gets well enough and go from there? And then maybe. Maybe then that Tyron Smith then becomes that that swing tackle that we all think he might be. And then the last player here on Dave's list of X factors, defensive tackle Mozzie Smith, the first round pick. Uh, a, a lot of pressure uh, on him walking coming into this first season in terms of just 
how much it feels like he could help contribute to them winning games because of what he can do in the run game, what they believe he can do to, to develop as a pass rusher, and the fact that they really haven't invested in that position in a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the last time they invested in a defensive tackle like this, and it wasn't even this high, but it was Tristan Hill, and that obviously didn't go the way you wanted. That was somebody who they said had high upside and was a little raw and needed to come into it and never did. I think Mozzie Smith is a completely different personality and work ethic than Tristan Hill had, uh, but he's definitely going to be a big part of of how this season turns out. You know, I think Mozzie Smith, is he has a chance to do very well here uh, just for the reason because I feel like that Oso Diggy Zawa is going to be one of those guys. We're talking about Sam Williams being a guy that's going to show up. I, I think that Osa is going to show up as well. So if you got a guy playing the three next to you that's being disruptive and making plays and all that, a lot of that can help, uh, you know, help you as that one technique. You know, you're the guy that's usually taking up blocks and kind of making sure that everybody's clean in there. But this guy is more than just a big, you know, fire hydrant player. I mean, this guy's got Mozzie Smith. When you talk about his like athletic ability, uh, ability to work down the line, ability to get up the field. Uh, you know, he, I think that scheme at Michigan might have limited him. Not, not like scheme does, like when you watch players at Iowa where they're always two gapping and, you know what I mean? Two gap, you know, you grab the guy, you look inside, you look outside, then you go make a play. I think that, I think that, you know, with, with AD and Dan and those guys all working with, uh, you know, Sharif Floyd, all those guys working with Mozzie, I think that they're going to get him in a good, a good position to where, uh, he can be a disruptive player at that size. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 